We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's Booger McFarland last night talking about this situation on ESPN. Yeah, I, I think we reached a point a little while ago where nobody's concerned about football anymore tonight. Um, football is played as, as entertainment. I don't think anybody um, is, is in the mood nor the spirit to be entertained tonight. No. Uh, the only thing we're concerned about is, is, is that young man, his family, what's going on with him, making sure he's okay. Um, that's it. We'll figure out the football game at some other point in time, but it, it, it's time for the NFL, the Players Association, whoever needs to make the call, whoever that is. We're done playing football tonight. We're done. Let's move on. We as a network, we'll figure out what to do. We'll put something up. Um, you know, Joe and Troy, um, that's the last thing they're concerned about is calling the football game. Nobody is concerned about football right now all the way around. America right now is concerned about one thing, the health and safety of this young man. And, and I think um, we need to go ahead and make that call. Stop speculating. Everybody's sweeting about it. Call the game. Let's NFL, go ahead and call this game and let's move on. That's Booger McFarland last night on ESPN. Who basically called the game. That was yeah. before the NFL did. Right. He had shut it down, which I was like, good job. <laughs> like, wow. That was that was the, the moment. Right. Like it had to it, it had to happen. Everybody was in agreement at that point. Booger's the one to say it. Yeah, Booger was the one who was like, all right, we 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 gotta get out of here. And do I think some of that had an effect on canceling the game? Yeah. A lot of the the uh, comments on social media from players and everybody else, yeah, I think that had an impact on it, but it never should have had to come to that. When you see the players in tears on the field and the coaches in tears on the field, mm. and you see a man getting CPR on the field. There really isn't anything else left to discuss in this situation, right? Time to cancel the game. Yeah. yeah. Because as, as Booger McFarland pointed out, sometimes we forget athletes are human beings. Sometimes we forget. A lot of times we do. Because they do, they, they do things that none of us could yeah. ever do. Yeah. None of us could ever do you anything. See on, you see him on Sunday. Right. You see it and you're like, all right, that's the way it's yeah. supposed to be. I mean, like, it, it's, it's, you know, kind of, you know, amazing as, you know, talking to the guys at the J yesterday early in the morning, obviously before this game happened. It's like, oh, my God, we're not going to be any good in the playoffs. We got all these struggles with the Chiefs. And then you see this real life thing take place and you realize all that other stuff that we've kind of, you know, focused on the, the hold for a PAT and an interception. None of that matters at all. None of that matters. That is all entertainment. That is all uh, kind of a fantasy land in which we live. And when you're hit with real life stuff, like we were last night, 
it's kind of easy to compartmentalize a little bit and go, okay, there's bigger things in life than making sure yeah, the hold sure. is right for the but, extra but point. But sports has also been the escape for most it of It has. Time. Yeah, it has. And, 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 and last night it came to a screeching and, halt. And, and, and really, it, quite honestly, Josh, jar, in the yeah. last three years that we haven't been able to use sports to escape. You know, we really haven't been able to use sports as that escape valve because 2020 happened we were shut down for 168 days. I know, but I, but I think a lot of the sports was the getting back to reality. Well, it helped get back. You know what to I mean, I think I think a lot of a lot of it is it's still fantasy land for, and it, it is entertainment. It's still fantasy land. So if if you use that to to be to be that, I think that that's fair because that's that's what it's been about. Yeah, but but it not, it's it's not the same as it used to be. Like you could you could kind of no matter what was going on in the world, you sit down at Sunday at noon and that game gonna be on. That's not the case anymore. No, like, no, you, I think you know every, that's not the case anymore. I mean, except for the NFL, the, the, <laughs> even that's not the case anymore. Though we don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think nine eleven was the first time. For maybe maybe those who were alive when Kennedy was assassinated and you saw the NFL play games that following weekend and then, you know, like, are we supposed to be doing this? And then nothing happened. And then 9-11 happened. And we all saw, hold on a second, the players saying, we're not playing this week. We're pushing. We're stopping this. We're not playing. We're not in any mindset to go out there and play after our country was attacked. And you saw kind of sports heal after 9-11. And we got back to normal fairly quick after that. But I just think once COVID hit, man, and sports got shut down, we all realized that sports may have been an escape, but nothing, nothing is above real life right now. Up until 2020, you could say sports is above real life. Nothing's ever going to knock sports off sports. And then we see COVID, and now we see what the, the, the Hamlin situation happened last night. I mean, real life is starting to affect sports. That's how you know it's impactful, and it's something that we all need to be paying attention to because this isn't this isn't sports anymore. This is now real life stuff. Uh, back to the back to the coverage last night. I thought, hey, most of the people that were on the air last night were not trained for that. No, no, nobody is. The only the only comparison I could think of, Bob, was uh, when uh, when you and I came in for the. The Jovan Belcher yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. And and we said that day, remember, too. We're not going to be we're first. We're not going to be first. We're going to be right. We're going to be right because there was a lot of reckless crap going on in this town right, right about then. Uh, but that we did, we were flying by the seat of our pants. Mm-hmm. Those guys last night were all flying by the seat of their pants. All of them were, yeah. Um, and ABC was kind of, I mean, you mentioned the game was on like three networks last night. I happen to have it on ABC. Yeah, I was watching on ABC as well. Selfishly, that's the fastest one. Right. <laughs> if you get off yeah. the antenna, sure, right? Yeah. If you're dealing with the other stuff, it's a little, the the, the time is shifted. So I, I, well, I was Selfishly on, for me, I had it on last night, ABC, because there were storms. Yeah, well, there, yeah, there that, was. That, and you didn't want to pay attention to the Rose Bowl. I was done with the Rose yeah, Bowl. I need Monday night countdown. I need countdown. I had a bounce out of that. Yeah, I was Timmy a mad at the right. granddaddy, too, because yeah. I'm like, come on now. Like, it's not the granddaddy anymore. Nah, it's, still um, it's more like old granddad. So, but I had it basically on 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 the uh, the antenna, so that was the first. It was the first. There wasn't any delay, right? right? Yeah. Uh, I was I was amazed that ABC stuck with it. I was the entire too, time. Yeah. I thought they would dump out. They could have very well bounced and went to your late local news or shown something else or gone. Yeah, gone to something at nine o'clock even to to here's whatever America's funniest home videos or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they didn't also didn't turn it over to ABC news. Nope. Like ESPN's like, we got this ESPN. You understood. They would have been carrying this all night long, just like they did. Mm-hmm. The fact that ABC stayed with it till 10 o'clock till 10 o'clock. Uh, I thought was, I thought was uh, amazing. Yeah, it's like ESPN. You guys got this. It wasn't like they're going to force ABC's news people to come in who were, 
frankly, at some time probably, probably would have been better, better yeah, trained right. to do it anyway. But it was a sports story that became that. Um, because I thought, we say all the time, we're trained to, to deal with the you know the toy department of life, right? When yeah. it's sports, we're oh. great, bring us in. But when it's like tragedy or something like that, there are news people that are trained and have been through situations so they, like they, that. They blew through all the commercials, obviously at the beginning, and you knew once they hit like two and three, you're like, okay, what is going on? Like, what is going on here? They didn't want to show the field. The, right. the camera kept panning further and further back. Every time they came back from break, yep, yep, yep. Um, they threw it awkwardly to the studio a couple times. And at first I was like, wow, I feel bad for for Susie and for uh, Schefter, who was clearly, clearly terrible. He was awful. Just awful. Just, yeah, it wasn't just, his yeah, round. No, not his thing. Um, and, and, and Booger, I'm like, did, did everybody else at ESPN get the night off? Like, there was like no, it seemed like no help. Yeah. It was like, all right, just. Well, it was a holiday too. Just, remember yeah, that. Just fill time. Right. I'm and sure then, they were on a skeleton crew last and then night Van with the Pelt, holiday. Van Pelt and uh, Booger was great. I Booger, thought. I, I thought as the evening went on, Booger got better Susie and did better the best and she could. better. Um, Schefter didn't, frankly, didn't know what his role. Like, am I supposed to be checking on my phones and working sources or being an on-air person? I mean, the man said at one point in time he's never seen an ambulance on an NFL field. When earlier this year on that same field there was an ambulance out there. Yeah, I thought. I, I, yeah, I think we've seen this many times yeah. before. And then, and then when Van Pelt and Clark came in, I thought, wow, good, like, great job, Ryan Clark. I've said for you for how many years now? I think Ryan Clark is a star, yeah. right? He was last he night. Was he honest, was honest. He was real. He was emotional. Yep. He was professional. He was great. He was fantastic. And and Van Pelt is fantastic. He was fantastic. He deals once more. The, once he came in, uh, he deals more in the breaking news at that time. Like when he comes on at that time of night, there's still stuff going on. Right. There's a lot of Usually reaction. It's a bad beat. You know? <laughs> reaction in the moment. I thought he was terrific. Yep. But the fact that they kept the coverage going on ABC, I thought like thumbs up, like good job. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't bail out. They kept it and they knew this was the biggest story going. And then they, then they just kept going. Mm-hmm. And then um, at one point I was trying to find the bills broadcast. So I was got I'm like I'm, I wonder how they're dealing with this and how, what's going on here, and and I I'm on my phone and I can't get it. I'm on my computer. I can't get it. I got the I got serious in the car. And finally, I'm like pulled the car out of the garage and sat in the driveway and was listening to the Bills broadcast. And uh, our son was at a friend's because they were going to watch the game. And at po- some point, he's like, Yeah, I guess I'm. They were. He wasn't sure when to come home. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like. Is the game going to happen? Is it not? I don't know what's going on. So he comes home and he he pulls up and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm listening. But he jumps in the car with me. <laughs> Daughter comes out, jumps in the car. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just want to listen to the Bills broadcast and how they're handling it. And they were, they were like, they were terrific because they were in a, they were probably more in the dark than television was. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Their two guys are in the booth. Sal, the sideline reporter, they were all, they were all pushed way back. It's not like he got you know, to stand up by the locker room or say they were all pushed way back, but they were all kind of, they were really, really calm. And uh, like of all, of all entities, I thought could have been like really freaked out. Cause this is, this is this their, is their team. Yeah. This is their team. This is their player. They know the gravity of this game, the whole bit They they were, I thought uh, outstanding. And I texted Sal last night. I'm like, Hey, good job. You guys were great last night. Um, at that point, he didn't know if they were coming or going or, they were kind of packing stuff up and they were, everybody was, he's like, this is so eerie. We're just, everybody's just standing in the stadium. No one knows what to do. We don't know if the team's leaving or not at that point. And I thought, wow, what a, again, unprecedented spot to be in mm-hmm. as try to keep people informed as much as possible. Yet 
not knowing what's going on. And that's the thing is the sideline reporter, Josh, you know, he's down there. You'd be down there in those situations. You're the eyes at that point in time. You're the guy that, that is everybody's going to, because you're down there on the field. I mean, that's what they did with Lisa Salters last night too on ESPN, who was wonderful. She was, she was yeah. so good. Yeah. So good last night on, on her coverage of everything that went, went on. I, I thought she did a marvelous job, but you guys are down there. You, you have that and you have to remain calm because it's just like, as they say, yelling fire in a crowded theater. You know, you, you freak everybody out. You can't do that in those situations. And, and that's why you do have to remain calm because I know I'd be down there losing my mind. You'd be taking the calm approach. And that's why when something like that happens, you want somebody who's down there who's calm is going to keep everybody calm and keep everybody kind of focused on And I thought wisely that. so. I mean, they backed everybody away. Yeah. Everybody. ESPN, obviously, their cameras were pulled way back. The players kind of circled and I thought did a fantastic job of doing that, like getting everybody out of there mm-hmm. almost. Um, and then that was going on near the locker rooms too. Like they just they just pushed everybody away. So nobody really had any access at all. It was right. just NFL personnel, the teams, and they were just – everybody was – Everybody was pushed back, which I thought was was the wise call. Right, nobody absolutely. Needed, nobody needed to to be witnessing most of that last right. night. And, and quite honestly, you, you know, you talk about what's going to happen moving forward. I don't think any decision can be made until we find out what's going on with yeah. Hamlin and, and where his situation is. Yeah, Demar Hamlin in critical condition, uh, cardiac suffered cardiac arrest, and remains in the hospital in Cincinnati. The team has flown back. Buffalo's flown back. They are back in Buffalo right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they arrived in the wee hours this morning. Um, so other than that, we're waiting for word, I guess, from, from the NFL as to where it exactly, uh, uh, goes next. Again, we mentioned Ryan Clark was terrific. We'll hear a little of what he had to say next. Fesco in the morning. <laughs> Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yo. the cliches you know I'm ready to die for this I'm willing to give my life for this it's, it's time to go to war 
And I think sometimes we use those things so much, we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk. And tonight, you know, we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly, a side of football that no one ever, that side of football that no one ever wants to see or never wants to admit exists. When you see both teams on the field crying in that way, your first thought is DeMar Hamlin. Yep. The second thought is his family. That was Ryan Clark last night on uh, ESPN slash ABC slash all the entities that they, they took over last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. What was supposed to be uh, that very, very big game. But um, Ryan Clark, I thought, was terrific last night delivering the former player side of things, the human side of things. The a guy who's been through a situation like yeah, this, The too. broadcaster side of things. Um, was it a... Was it a collapsed lung he had? Was he, that what it was? Yeah. And then, then he had something where he was unable to play at altitude and the and, and oh, I the was thinking it was a, I was thinking it was initially. Um, um, I don't remember exactly what like it was. It was a collapsed lung, and then they were going to travel there, and the coach was like, like no, no, you you're can't, not, I, you can't I remember exactly when that yeah. happened, too. I remember thinking, wow, they're not letting them play. That was kind of like, wow, that's different for the NFL. They usually let everybody play, yeah. right? They, and w- one of the things, though, that, that I thought was really good about Ryan Clark and that soundbite, Josh, that we just played was he told talked about, you know, players all the time saying, you know, I'm, I'm risking my life for all of this, right? And you say that almost in jest, but last night was reality. Like, last night was that wake-up call where these guys say, we put our lives on the line, we fight for, you know, all the cliches that they've used. We, we you know, we put our lives on the line to play this game. Nobody ever thinks anything like what we witnessed last night is going to happen. You may think, okay, I may lose a knee. I may get a concussion. Hopefully I don't get paralyzed. Like that was, that was always kind of your worst case scenario. Last night, all of this, we put our lives on the line came true in the national football league. Like legitimately guys putting their lives on the line after what we saw last night, you have to wonder now that that became a reality, Josh, what is it going to be in the trickle-down side of things? How many players are going to continue wanting to, quote-unquote, put their lives on the line to play a sport? I, I don't know, man. I'd have some hard things to ask myself this morning if I was an NFL player, even a high-level college player, high school player right now, after watching all of this, thinking to myself, what do I need to do? I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be making any decisions today on what my future was. Yeah, take a take a take a pause. Yeah, yeah. you gotta take a pause. Uh, the, was, the best thing for the league may be to take a pause yeah, right now. Yeah. This was tweeted out late last night, early this morning for the Buffalo Bills. Damar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. That was the uh I guess the most official update from the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. late last night. Um Jordan Rooney is a friend and the marketing rep for DeMar Hamlin. And he was, uh, began tweeting last night. And I think there was some confusion as to who he was. He finally had to yeah. say, this is who I am. Right. Well, uh, he, he should tweeted, have done that at the beginning. Cause yeah, nobody knows right. who Jordan Rodney is. Yeah. Jordan Rooney. Rooney. At, at one point he tweeted source is me, his friend and marketing rep. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he was like, his vitals were back to normal. They put him to sleep to put a breathing tube down his throat. They're currently running tests. We'll provide updates as we have them. That was, And that's that a was great update right there that his vitals were back to normal. Right. I mean, once you saw that, you kind of went, okay, hopefully things are going to start moving further in the right direction. Uh, he joined uh, Good Morning America to discuss uh, more about 
Damar Hamlin. So I can't speak specifically on his medical condition. I will say is that, you know, he's fighting. He's a fighter. Um, you know, I, I felt like in the moment it, there needed to be some clarity that, you know, he, he was at a he was awake at that time and um, now he's sedated. So, um, you know, the family's in good spirits. We're honestly just taking it minute by minute, hour by hour. If you didn't get goosebumps hearing that, man, that's the news that you wanted to hear. And I like how he, again, he was trying to be calming, I think. Yeah. Initially, it wasn't like, aha, I have this information. Here's who I am. It was before anything gets completely carried away, mm-hmm. whatever direction you were going to take it, here's, here's what, what's going Here's on. what I know. Yeah. I thought that was good. I uh, did, too, because it kind of put an end to a lot of the, the reckless speculation that was taking place last night with Internet doctors tweeting out diagrams and what went on and all this kind of stuff. Or anybody that had a friend at the hospital, a right. friend of a friend. Did you see some somebody? of those? Oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. any of those. <laughs> Thank God I didn't see there any was of some, that There was night. some screenshot of a, t- a text going around that was, like, allegedly from someone who worked at the hospital. I'm like, no, stop. Doesn't, no, stop. No, just stop all that. That is reckless. one. That the people is the hospital should not be doing that if they're doing that. Right. And two, uh, you're not there. Yeah, you're not in there. Yeah. You're stop. Not, stop reckless don't, speculation. Th- don't, Let's bring on doctor from San Diego Medical no, Clinic to tell us about what went. No, you no, don't know. No, well, even if you're there at that hospital, uh, yeah, you, you probably the don't know. in the break yeah, room. Right. What, what, what we're looking for here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, so, you want to have somebody that. that was there in the room that knows. And that's why. For me, I'm just not going to recklessly speculate. I mean, the, the Internet took care of that last night, and I just think these doctors that wait out during times like this are doing it for self-serving measures, and there's no reason for a doctor to comment on a situation that they haven't been involved with. Suffered cardiac arrest, got into the hospital, sedated. Um, that's the latest. The team left late last night after a lot of discussion and it sounded like a lot of what do we do, what do we do, what do we do. The Bills went back to Buffalo uh, last night. So, and then everybody's now just, I guess, waiting. We're what? I guess we're almost eight thirty on the East Coast, right? Um, to see what the latest reaction will be from the uh, from the NFL uh, this morning. I'm interested to see what our reaction is here in Kansas City for all of this because now we have the Saturday game, which means everything has moved up a day. I would imagine they're going to be speaking at some point today. They're, yes, they're scheduled you know, to. Yes, out at Arrowhead, we'll probably hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and and really the leaders of this organization. And it's not going to be about all right, you're playing on Saturday against the Raiders. How do you match up? It's going to be about what are you thinking right now? Like I I want to know the human side of Andy yeah. Reid. Yeah, I want to know the human side Patrick of Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes and other players are scheduled or at least were scheduled right to be speaking uh today around run midday but i want to hear how they're feeling because i truly want to know their feelings as a player in this league who witnessed that last night what are you thinking about right now how are you handling this situation are you okay are you going to be able to move on because again you know we, we sit here and watch these guys play every saturday or sunday sometimes you do forget that they are human beings, and this is truly a matter of life and death. Uh, we will have a different type conversation today with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, our 610 Sports Radio uh, Chiefs insider, much less about, you know, what's gone not up to snuff maybe for the Chiefs here down the stretch and more about uh, last night and its impact moving forward. We'll chat with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. The voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtus, drops by the show every Friday at 730, right here on 610 Sports Radio. 
back in Tuesday edition along with Bob Fesco. I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, B-Dub, our producer slash musical director. It is time to chat with uh, Pete Sweeney. Or get traffic. Arrowhead I don't know. <laughs> the traffic report's still going on. They Pete don't want to stop. They don't want to stop. <laughs> Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. Pete, give us give us your thoughts. Take us into the moment last night when you saw uh, Demir Hamlin collapse on the field last night. Yeah, it's it was quite surreal. I was I was with a friend. We were watching the game together, and and really couldn't believe what we were seeing. And, and I, you know, I think it's a the fitting reminder of just how small some of the in game stuff is that we make huge and enormous uh, deals out of. And you know, I and obviously we're more doing that, of course, in our own roles than. Um, but just really, even as the city, you know, we're, we're, we're all looking forward to this and you see something in front of you and it's, it's wild just to have to watch someone and, and be not really sure what's going to happen when you hear something like they're doing CPR for two straight commercial breaks over nine minutes, you start to get nervous in a way. And it's, it's just, like, it's a nice reminder of, you know, uh, these guys are humans too. I mean, and, you know, even from like a, a smaller standpoint of, you know, when a guy makes a bad play and you get into his mentions, it's like, no, I mean, there, there's a human on the other side of that. And I, I think that was a reminder of that last night. Well, I think also too. And I also think what Ryan Clark said last night, he talked about, you know, putting your life at risk and guys say that all the time, Pete, in this league, you hear it probably at least once a week from somebody we're out here risking our lives and, you know, our lives aren't going to be the same after football. And a lot of that's been kind of cliche and, and, you know, you, you kind of move on from that. Last night was a real life example of, we're putting our life at risk uh, in these situations. What kind of trickle-down effect do you think last night is going to have for other players around this league? Well, I think the precedent has now changed as far as severe injuries uh, on the field. I mean, we, we saw in this city uh, a, a terrible incident happen, and they played football the next day. I, I just, I don't know, after last night, and I know it's a completely different story, but I just... I don't know if that would have been the case uh, nowadays, and that's probably probably for the better. Uh, you talk about the the on-field impacts of football. I, I we're very raw. We're very um, it's very recent. We don't have all the information here, but and again, and and I I'm giving all the uh, the, the pre here. I, I'm I'm no doctor, but it it for me it, it seemed like something that might have been underlying as a, as opposed to like if it had been an injury where sometimes you see these vicious helmet to helmet hits and then all of a sudden uh he would have been knocked out it seemed like he was fine for a second uh and then all of a sudden collapsed due to cardiac arrest wasn't an underlying heart condition i just think we, there's a lot we don't know uh and this particular situation to me looked more like an an underlying condition or something by a, a certain person rather than being directly impacted by the football now that might be wrong, right? I know there were some Twitter doctors out there saying that he got a helmet in the chest, a helmet in the throat, so on and so forth. Um, but I, I think it's it, there are cases where you say, well, you know, football isn't, isn't a, a good sport for the future of, of a of person's well-being with the CTE and whatnot. But I just I don't think this particular thing was that. I think it was uh, somebody who, to me, looked like they had something going on and and the football part of it sped that up. Uh, and, and, you know, that sometimes you have situations, too, where they find that out the hard way. Uh, and, and this happened to be on national television, and they may be better in the long run. But, again, just so much we don't know right now. And, and so I, I think these guys were put on TV last night. 
I think they largely did a, a great job. Ryan Clark was, I, I think, really showing you the, the player side of how scary it can be. And I think that's a good thing in, in a way. It's a, it's a reminder of as we're watching these games, these guys are putting their their lives and their well-being at risk. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, our 6th Sports Radio Chiefs insider, joining us. As of right now, uh, Chiefs scheduled to, to practice, right? Uh, Andy Reid scheduled to speak. Patrick Mahomes scheduled to speak. Other players scheduled to speak. I mean, at this point in time, I mean, there's there are preparations being made. I'm interested, Pete, how that how that is going to transpire. You don't know the answer, obviously, but how that is going to transpire later because teams are, aside from the Bills and, and Cincinnati, who are obviously right there on on the field, everything that happened, everybody else is kind of going through. I don't know how you'd start preparing today like, quote-unquote, normal. Yeah, I, I just don't know if you're a player, how you walk into a facility today not thinking about, holy crap, what could what happen out there on the field? What am I supposed to be thinking, yeah. doing? Why are we – maybe maybe a little why are we here Yeah, uh, kind, of, kind of situation, and that's going to be happening shortly around the NFL. And if players aren't in the right mindset either, Pete, I don't know how you can play games on Saturday and Sunday this week if, if you have guys that are kind of half-checked out, thinking about other things, thinking about their future like – I, I think it is a very, very tough situation, and they're going to have to do a good job of gaining the pulse of the players around this league about how they want to move forward, too. Yeah, it's just a, a far different Tuesday than we were expecting. We were expecting to have some definitiveness as far as where the Chiefs and that their standing were, what the standing of the AFC was, and now you've entered really a very eerie version of what would be a, a regular week, and it's an expedited week, at least here in Kansas City. And so a lot of these guys will be having a, a day off around the league tomorrow. You have four teams playing on Saturday that are probably intensely working today. So even, you know, even with the Chiefs and, and having to watch that last night, we saw that Patrick Mahomes was tweeting about it. Um, they got to get right back to work today. And, and, and I, I think, man, if there's anyone that could – kind of talk these guys through it and then get them back to work. I, I think it's Andy Reid. Uh, I think they're, they're going to have to swallow a little bit here and just try to try to focus on the task at hand. And, uh, you know, football is such a, a mental thing and, and pushing through it. I, you know, I think they'll be okay there. Um, but I, I think there are a lot of questions about, you know, what the league does here when it comes to uh, situations like that, A, and then B, as far as the season goes, you know, when, do they make up that game? Are they waiting on this young man's status to to decide that? Um, you know, how does it impact other teams, right? Because if you have this lingering game, you know, the, the thing about football is you need at least you should have a week's rest, but a lot of times it's four days rest, especially with Thursday night football, where you know they, they get they're sending the guys right back out there. So there's just a lot of uh, questions to to ask. I think. You know, the NFL last night, I as I was watching social media, it just it was getting criticized. And, and look, uh, the NFL is, is, is not something that doesn't deserve criticism over the years. Uh, I think this was a very, very unique situation. I know that people are all upset about, oh, they, they wanted them to, to, to warm up for five minutes and then return. I think that's a policy that's in the league where if you have a break, they, you know, they give up a warm up period. I think there's been some miscommunication with that and and i just i don't know i think sometimes we, we rush to social media and and i think everyone you know tries to send out these tweets for for likes and you know the clout and whatever like that and you know c complaining about the nfl and like continuing to play i think the nfl made the right decision they took their time and and eventually came to that whether that has to do with the coaches or the officials or the players uh, eventually they came to the right decision i just think there's a lot of folks that went to twitter and, and wants to want to be outraged with the nfl 
hey man, if if they restarted that game last night, you all would have been watching. Yeah, so don't and, you know? Don't don't tell me that that the NFL was out because I think they made the the right decision and they got they got some tough decisions ahead. Well, and 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 that is the the key there as we talk with Pete Sweeney of of Arrowhead Pride. I, I think Pete, when you look at what went on last night, I'm sure the coaches and everybody involved will tell you the league did exactly what they needed to do last night. There there was an hour. From the time the injury occurred, the, the cardiac arrest occurred, to the time that they canceled the game, I guarantee you the majority of that was the NFL spent wondering and checking in and making sure that that Hamlin was going to be okay as opposed to worrying about what to do with the game. Once they got word that Hamlin was in the hospital, he was you know, uh, you know know sedated, he was on his own breathing, his vital signs were coming back, then you can make decisions on what you're going to do with the game. I guarantee you most of those guys down there on the field were not thinking about restarting that game or what the NFL was doing. Everybody was concerned about the health of Hamlin. And I'm, I'm kind of with you on this one. It's easy to bash the NFL. People love bashing Roger Goodell. Since 2020 and since the pandemic, I think he's been a, an amazing leader for this organization and one of the best leaders we've seen in this world over the last Safe three years, the way that had, he's handled they things. They had faster information than, than, than the rest of us did. Y- yeah, no question they yeah. did. Yeah, there's no question they got, they, got, they got faster information. But you still have to process all that information to make sure that you're doing the exact right thing. And the health and safety of the players paramount in all of this, not whether or not they're going to review or start up the game again. Well, I think I just I just saw like a lot of outrage last night at the league, and and I think nowadays, uh, and this is probably a bigger discussion than than it just football. We just we want immediate results and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's okay to take a beat and figure out how to make the right decision. Now, if the, they had restarted the game, I, I think they deserve all the criticism in the world, but you know they got it right. So I don't know for to see colleagues and and fans and stuff criticizing the NFL. It's like, you know, this is a, a league that that allows us to make our salaries and our livings, and fans really they find an escape from it and, and enjoy it. And, and look, the NFL doesn't get it right uh, all the time. We know that uh, they they aren't some something that doesn't deserve any criticism. But I just think just attacking it last night when they they ultimately sent the fans home, they paused the football. They haven't said anything about rescheduling until they know the well-being of, of this kid to me that's all the right decisions uh for once they got it right and i i just i don't know to me i i i didn't like seeing some of that stuff and um you do like some of the other things where you have you know the chiefs and the teams and all the players and fans coming together and just you know praying and, and whatever you do if it's not praying it's sending thoughts to this kid and I, I think we all feel the same same way about that and now it's just the logistical questions as you go on here. And, and we're still waiting for more news at, at this. At my, now. my only criticism on that note, Pete was, I actually think it might've helped to see Roger Goodell last night. Like rather than just a statement, like he come out and he wouldn't have had all the answers. Wouldn't have had to answer any questions, but almost like a state of the NFL address. Um, I think might've been, might've been calming. Well, with, with, with post-COVID, and, and I, I don't disagree with that, with post-COVID, it's very easy to pop on a FaceTime and connect yourself to Scott Van Pelt, and I'm sure he would have welcomed that. I, I know a lot of us were watching Scott Van Pelt as they were welcoming on Ryan Clark, who we mentioned, and the commentators and the two ESPN NFL Nation reporters that I thought did a really nice job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have easily uh, phoned in. So I, 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 can't, I can't disagree with you and on, not even, on that. Was, he wouldn't even have to take questions. You know, right. it would have just been like, and it could have been just here. He's he's re- basically reading the reading statement, statement that, yeah. that they put out. Sure. I just thought it would might have might have carried a little more, and maybe maybe held off some of that that criticism just to to actually hear from him last night, even if it was a 
hey, recorded something on Zoom and sent it to ESPN, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and there are other options, too, where um, ESPN has a, a very lucrative relationship with the NFL. If you wanted to show, share some questions to the, that Scott could ask, I mean, he could have did that, too. And, and I, I don't disagree with you. I think he could have showed his, showed his face. Um, I, I think largely they got it right, though, and I, mm-hmm. I just – you know, a lot of times they don't. Yeah. And today they're they're taking some criticism, and I just I don't ultimately think it, it's all that deserved. I, I think you know they they made eventually the right call, and sure it took a little bit more time, but it's okay to take a beat if you make the right call. And I, I think that's that's where I land, and and I, now I think we're all just waiting to make sure that this guy is, is all right. Yeah, and and that's the thing with you know taking your time. Josh and I have talked about it numerous times. We even go back to the Jovan Belcher situation where we were on the air that morning, and we said, well, there's a lot of rec- speculation going on out here. We're going to wait to get it right. We don't care about being first. And I kind of feel like that's where the NFL was last night. They they did not need to rush and appease Twitter and social media mobs to announce the cancellation of that game. There was more important things to be taken care of at that point in time than worrying about canceling a game like the man's health and safety. And once they finally figured out, you know, what was going on with him, then they could move to that next level. So what do you think ultimately happens? Do you think we pause the league this week and take a step back and move everything back and, you know, condense the playoffs and not have the the week off between the Super Bowl? And like, what do you think ultimately is going to happen? Yeah, I'm, I was surprised to hear that Buffalo was flying home. But knowing the logistics of the NFL, uh, the problem that you run into is the team after the after they play the game flies home right after the game. It doesn't matter how late it is. So when you see the Chiefs playing prime time away, they're flying through the night, right? Really, Josh? Josh you know, did you know that? <laughs> the, yeah, our people so, are aware when I arrive. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and Josh, you know this. So they're there aren't hotels in Cincinnati necessarily. Like those same hotels that they slept in the night before aren't necessarily available. Yeah. 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 So then you'd be rushing to get a hundred, you know, different some odd hotels. And so I think Buffalo just made the call, like we're going to go let these guys sleep um, in their own bed. I think what's going to be happening now is waiting for some kind of status uh, or improvement of the, the safety for the Buffalo bills. Uh, and I think once, and this is all, all of our hope. Once that that is clear that he's he's okay and and is is improving, I think then you start to see them. Okay, well, how do we do this? I don't know what they do. Like I said, this is unprecedented. So this is my only thought. Wednesday would be four days before Sunday, which would be the same amount of a break that Thursday night football would provide before you know if you play on the Sunday and then you play on the Thursday. So that's the same amount of time. The NFL has deemed that to be enough break time between games I, don't, I personally don't think it is like as, as much as I enjoy Thursday night football it, it seems unsafe but mm-hmm. there is a precedent that you could rest four days and then play again so I think Wednesday will be an option I think pausing and trying to get this game in and then pushing other games the, the games the Bills um, and, and the Bengals are involved in maybe you push those to next Tuesday. But then you're, um, you're backing up into a Saturday start for the playoffs, and both of those teams are playoff teams. Do you think they're going to want to go into the postseason after playing like a Tuesday, you know? My, my best guess is Wednesday, Sunday, which seems largely unfair, but because of what you're saying as far as playoffs and scheduling and, and money, I, I think it feels like the most likely scenario, because uh, you got to fly Buffalo back, you got to make arrangements, and then they have to restart the, and play the game. Um, and then they're, they're going to have to be preparing really quickly to, to play again on Sunday. Now, that doesn't seem fair, but, you know, at a certain point, 
Uh, I think the NFL is going to tr- want to try their best to, to stick to the schedule. Um, you know, they, there were COVID thoughts where if COVID continued to, to get out of hand, that they could move different dates. And But, uh, you know, that was in these COVID years. This is a completely different situation entirely. I think they're going to want to stick to their playoff schedule. So it's how, how, you, how do you get all these games in? Uh, prior to that, and it's a, it's a great question. My best guess right now, this is me, would be Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, but I yeah. also think too this is this is different than any of that because we saw a player literally have his heart stop beating on the field. If you're a member of the Bengals or the Bills, let's just look at those two teams. Are you even ready to go back out there and play again? This isn't a normal injury where guys can just get over it. I mean, I've never seen players crying on a field like that. I've never seen coaches coach emotional like that, like yeah, that either. Yeah. So I, you know, you're going to tell these guys to turn around and play tomorrow. I, I think that's asking a lot, Pete. I, I, I'm, I just don't know what the solution is. I, I, it's yeah. not that I'm disagreeing with you. I just, I just know the league, and I know they're going to want to stick to their playoff schedule. And it's how do you get now two games in for these teams? In the, in the time that you don't have. Um, and I, I'm with you. I don't know if it's necessarily fair, especially um, especially to Buffalo. And not, you know, not to say that Cincinnati wasn't impacted and, and watching the same thing, but you know, when you're a teammate, a lot of these guys in, in the locker room are, are close friends. And right. you know, they do things together. So we, you know, we see that. Um, we, we get to see that on display with Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey sometimes when they're at these golf tournaments or hanging out at these basketball games and so like they're legitimate friends uh, and brothers, you know, I I think that that part of it is real. Um, And so I just, all of this to me seems like a non-option until they get some good news about Hamlin. Um, And and until they do, I, I don't know how you could expect the bills to, and and fairly expect the bills to, to take the field. You know, and when I say Wednesday, I I think the league is probably hoping for some, some good news by Wednesday um, on that front. Uh, And we're just going to see today. Uh, like I said, all of that has sort of become secondary, and rightfully so. Um, but you do wonder how this impacts the, the other 30 NFL cities and really the, the entire schedule as a whole. Pete Sweeney, uh, Arrowhead Pride. We'll see what the uh, the week uh, brings. We'll always continue to follow your coverage uh, at Arrowhead Pride. Thanks, Pete. All right, guys. Pete Sweeney brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. From the text line, this is a pretty good one from the 913. There won't be a correct call for this regardless. Yeah, and, no, and, there and, won't. And, and That's he, true. You're That's, 100% yeah, right yeah. about that. 100% if, right, if, no matter if they what play, they do. They're, yeah. they're greedy. If they don't play, they're yeah. screwing up their schedule and everything that has happened to, to lead up to this point. Yeah, right. there won't be right answer. You're, you're right. And the I other mean, thing that comes into play from the 816, how can the NFL act like they care about the health and safety of a player? You know, like they don't. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. You know, moving games to if, Saturday, Thursday night football, all this kind of stuff, right? I mean, if you're still believing that the NFL, wink, wink, nudge, nudge is in on this player safety stuff, they're in on it. Very fu- very futuristic topic, but this uh, this is something that the Players Association will be able to use at some point. No question. No question. I was thinking the exact same thing because that five-minute thing, if they're asking these players to warm up and get ready to play in five minutes after one of their teammates almost died on the field, player safety, really? You're going you're gonna to yeah, still try to pedal that? Tone deaf as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. pedal that anymore. Yeah. A yeah. uh, little, little faith in humanity restored. Damar Hamlin started a little project that has now mushroomed into a, a big endeavor. We'll get to that next. 
Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Uh, really cool. Uh, Damar Hamlin has a foundation, the Chasing M's Foundation, and people found it last night. Trying to do something like I don't know what to do, but let me let me do something. And the uh, the toy drive that he org- organized with this foundation has now passed, but I'm guessing probably could use the money and do whatever at some point in time. But this GoFundMe for DeMar Hamlin's uh, community toy drive had a $2,500 goal. Cool. It now stands right now at this moment at $3.4 something million. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was going up by the second last night. Every time I saw a different tweet, it was like, it's now up to $250,000. I want it's up to $700,000. Let's get to a million by midnight. What did you say we were at? Three point four million dollars. I just refresh here. It's, yeah, it's almost. It's a nearly three and a half million dollars. That's insane, man. That that is crazy. That that's that's humanity. You know, taking over right then and there. And people are wondering, like, what can I do? I'm watching this game. I feel the need to do something. I want to support. You know, Hamlin and 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 him right now. What can I do? And this just happened to be out there, and everybody just seemingly went and donated money to his uh, to his charity, and that was really cool to see. Kind of America come together and yeah. unite like last night over something like that, and turn something that is is negative, that is is scary, that is frightening for all of us, for kids, for adults, for everybody, and try to turn something into positive. And they were able to do that last night with everybody donating. And they're still donating because yeah. I think I went to bed and it just had hit a million dollars or something like that. And here we are some 12 hours, well, not even 12 hours later, right? And it's sitting at $3.4 million. Way to go, man. That's awesome. So it's the, it's the if you're looking for it, I, I retweeted uh, the link. Uh, but the Chasing M's Foundation is how you'd find it on, on GoFundMe. Again, the, mm-hmm. the, the event that he was raising money for initially has gone, has, has, has passed. Uh, but I'm guessing he could take the money in this foundation and you know distribute it other ways. Mm-hmm. But apparently, he does a lot of work in, um, in in uh, in the Pittsburgh area and and in Buffalo. So, uh, but that's really cool. People are like I don't know what to do. Well, right. people are donating to this fund, and again, it's it's almost at three and a half million dollars, which is really really cool. We're gonna talk to uh, Forever Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson coming up in just a couple of minutes. Normally, he joins us on on Mondays after a game to chat about the game, but we reached out and we're like, uh, we'd love a you know, a former player's perspective on what he saw last night. He watches the game, obviously, now like us, like fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll get, gauge his reaction coming up in just a couple of uh, minutes. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Listen to every MLB game live The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone Stream minor league affiliates The Midwest League home run leader And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.